the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Once you focus your life on God, guess what happens? You see Him everywhere. You see see His handiwork when you look up and you see the stars. You see His blessing upon your life every time you sit down and have a meal with someone. You see the providence of God every time you see your wife and your children, you think about the providence of God that brought you together. You see your paycheck as something that God gave you to invest in the kingdom of God. You see your marriage through the perspective of Jesus and his church, the bride. And you see all of your trials as an opportunity simply to draw closer to Jesus. You begin to see Jesus or God everywhere. And the point is this, blessed are the pure heart, for they will see God. It's not someday, it's this day. And it's not just this day. You can see God every day. Welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you've found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants to God and help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us tonight. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Your heart is really all that matters to God. God in heaven is concerned about your heart. I want you to write this down in your notes. Your heart is a picture of the real you. Your motives, your attitude, your feelings, your emotions. The word heart, you can write this down, is mentioned in the Bible close to 800 times. It's actually in the book of Psalms over 100 times. It's throughout the entire Bible. I want you to turn to Psalm chapter 13, verse 5. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your what? Salvation. Now, many of us we're so emotional. We're so up and we're so down. I've, I've seen some of you. You get so excited. Next moment I talk to you, you're like down in the dumps because you're letting your situation around you, your outward circumstances dictate what's going on inside your heart. And if you're saved, if you're sitting here de- today, a saved man or a saved woman, your heart should be rejoicing regardless of the circumstances in your life today, knowing that you're going to go to heaven one day. I want to give you the definition of being pure of heart. There are two things Two things when it means pure of heart. Number one, it means that your heart is uncontaminated. It means that it's free from impurities. There's no contaminants, no dirt. And physically speaking, we would say no dirt, no germs, no filth. But for a Christian, and that's who we're talking about here, 
It means that you are free from sin, that there's no sin in your heart. There's no bitterness, no hatred, no complaining, no racism, no lying, no stealing, no immorality, no adultery. There's nothing selfish, no greed, no lust, nothing impure. That's what it means to have an uncontaminated heart, that you're free from sin. The second word, write this down, it also means that your your heart is undivided, that your heart is solely focused on God, that you are in pursuit of holiness, that would be to have an uncontaminated heart. You're pursuing holiness, but you're also pursuing the Holy One. That's what it means to be pure of heart, spiritually speaking, uncontaminated from the world, free from sin, free from anything that would cause your heart to drift away from God, and undivided in that your entire heart is fixed on God, not the things of this world. Now here's what happens to those who delight in a pure heart. Number one, write this down. You're blessed. You live under the blessing of God. The Bible uses the word happy. It refers to inner happiness, inner joy, knowing that you're in the will of God. It's that God's hand of blessing is upon your life. And if you're here today and you have a divided heart, and if you have a contaminated heart, you will never know the joy, the peace, or the blessing of God. It happens when you go to bed at night and you lay your head on your favorite pillow. How many of you know we all have our favorite pillow? Man, we searched the world over. I finally found a pillow that works. If you've lived this entire day for God, and you lay that head on a pillow, man, you can sleep like a baby. That's that inner peace and that inner joy. But the opposite of that is if you've lived all day for yourself and you've been chasing the things of this world and maybe you woke up and didn't have your devotion, you didn't read the Bible, you didn't pray, you went to work and you told some dirty jokes or you laughed at some dirty jokes and maybe you dropped a few F-bombs along the way and maybe you were chasing some women or you were, maybe you drank like a sailor and, and maybe you lied about something or you, you, you did some things and you watched, you surfed the internet and found some things you shouldn't be looking at and then you go home and then you go to bed and you lay your head on that pillow, I hope you toss and turn all night long. Because all those things that you're pursuing will never satisfy you. Jesus says, if you're pure of heart, you will be blessed. The world says, if you chase fame or fortune or glory or immorality, we're, we are bombarded by this world. Things that you, you chase these things, you'll be happy. No, God says, no, no, it's just the opposite. You want, it, you want to be pure of heart. You want to be blessed. You want true peace, true joy. Pursue the things of God. And here's the second thing, and here's the crux of this whole beatitude. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. They will see God. Now, I don't want to be rude here, but in every one of these Beatitudes, I tell you, most of you have no clue what he's talking about. That's why we came to church, okay, to learn. Amen? So in order for you to understand this, the only way you can is to go back and put yourself in the audience that Jesus was speaking to. Because this audience is different than his audience. Now, his audience lived under two things. I want you to write these two things down. They help you, they unlock the truth to this beatitude. They lived under a sacrificial system. 
They lived under that. You can also write the word priestly. I want you to write that word up there right next to sacrificial. They lived under a priestly system. Now, you can read all about this in the second and third book in the Bible. Not Genesis, but you can read about it in Exodus and Leviticus. They had to go to the temple, and they had to make sacrifices in order to be pure and what you don't realize, or I mean, when we, if you've studied it, you realize it, the temple was built in sections or tiers. And they had this whole section, a courtyard, and, and, and you'd have to walk through that courtyard to get to this courtyard, and then you'd have to get through that courtyard to get to this courtyard, and then you had to get to this courtyard, and it was, it was called the holy place. And because inside the holy place, there was a real holy place called the Holy of Holies, and that's where God lived, all right? And so in order for you to ever see God, you had to be pure, okay, to get through all these courtyards, and you could only go so far because you're only so pure. And the last place, which is the Holy of Holies, which was the holy place which were, where God lived, there's only one person in all of Israel that could ever go inside the Holy of Holies and actually see God. And he was called the high priest, could go inside the Holy of Holies, and he could only do it once a year on the Day of Atonement, what we call Yom Kippur. He's the only guy that could go inside that Holy Sanctity, the Holy of Holies, and see God. He could only do it once a year. I want you to think about that for just a moment. In all of Israel... No one else could ever go in there and see God except that one guy. And Jesus comes along and says this. Everybody can see God. What? What? Yes, Jesus says, here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. He's saying you can see God. How can we do that? Jesus says, you have to have a pure heart. Because if you have a pure heart, guess what? You get to see God. And here's the second issue they lived under. Write this down quickly. Not only did they live underneath a sacrificial system, they lived underneath all those Old Testament laws. 613 of them. They're not Ten Commandments. They're 613. And then they had this thing called the Mishnah. I actually wrote it out in your notes so you can Google this and study all this. And a thing called the Talmud. And the Mishnah and the Talmud, I want to try to explain it to you, it is the oral and written laws of all the Jewish people that had been handed down throughout the centuries, the oral traditions of the Jewish people, literally thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of rules and laws and regulations that were all placed upon the Jewish people in order to help them keep the 613 laws. They literally lived underneath the system where they had to obey law after law after law after law, and all these laws were meant to help them be pure and stay on the right track. They lived underneath that. They even had rules on how to wash your hands. And it wasn't just one little rule on how to wash your hands. They had a long list of things that you had to do. If you broke any of those, you were guilty of having unclean hands. Remember, Jesus' disciples got in trouble because they were eating with, with unclean hands. You remember that? So stay with me. Jesus comes along. I hope you're getting this. And in this beatitude, he says these words, that seeing God is possible in this life. You know, you see, all these beatitudes are not talking about just someday out yonder. He's talking about here right now. You can actually see God today. 
And then Jesus says, not by obeying rules and regulations, not by washing your hands correctly, not by following the traditions of man, not by following the traditions of the priest, not by following the laws of the Mishnah or the Talmud, not by obeying the Sabbath, not by making thousands and thousands of sacrifices, but seeing God, I said seeing God is possible. And there's only one thing that's needed, and that's to have a pure heart. And here's why, here's why. Your heart is a window to your soul. And the cleaner your heart becomes, the more pure your heart becomes, the more visible God becomes to you. See, some of you, God could be standing right next to you and you can't see him because you've got sin in your heart. It's no different if you park your car down at LAX for a week or two and you go on vacation, you come back, all the stuff, the jet fuel comes out, the the smog and the pollution from the planes, it covers your car, it's a silt on your windshield, and maybe some birds uh, did some business there, and you you turn your windshield wiper on, and there's no uh, liquid that comes out, it's just the windshield wiper, and the whole window becomes smeared, and you can't see anything. Some of you might even drive better if you did that, I don't know. (laughs) I've seen some of you drive, but you can't drive because you can't see. And what I want you to know is that sin in your heart, it clouds your vision. Some of you cannot even understand this simple message because your sin is in your heart. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Psalm 101, verse 4, men of perverse heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with evil. God says, I will have nothing to do with evil. Psalm chapter 24, verse 3, who is it that may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who is it that can stand in his holy place? He who has a clean hands and a pure heart. I want to quickly give you five things that you need to do in order to have a pure heart. Number one, this is the most important, all right? You have to realize that only God in heaven can change your heart. So, well, I want a pure heart. Well, okay, let me tell you this. You can't cleanse your heart. God cleanses the heart. Now, you can control your mind. God created us as beings that have free will. And so your mind controls your body. You make those decisions. You can choose what to do. You can choose to honor God or not to honor God. You can choose to obey the Bible or not obey the Bible. That's your choice. But you cannot say, okay, I'm going to turn my heart pure. Watch and turn your heart pure. You can't do that. Only God can change a man's heart. In Acts 15 verse 9, it says these words, that God purifies our heart through faith. When you make a decision to put your faith in Jesus, then God, through that faith, purifies your heart. Number two, write this down. Memorize and meditate on the Word of God. Psalm 119, 11, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How am I going to keep from sinning? By meditating on this book. We've sometimes written in the flyleaf of a Bible that this book will keep you from sin and sin will keep you from this book. And you get to decide, am I going to spend time in the book or am I going to spend time watching the internet? Am I going to spend time in the book or I'm going to spend time watching television? You, you get to decide. Number three, you got to pray for purity. Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know 
my anxious thoughts and see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting or the way of righteousness. And number four, I want you to write this down. I'm going to talk about all those together. You have to guard your eyes in your ears. You've got to guard your eye. Why is that? Because what goes in your eyes goes down into your heart. All right? Now, James talks about pure religion. And it says that true religion is looking after orphans and taking care of the widows. But also in that same verse, it says, and keeping oneself from being polluted from the world. I want to ask you a question. How are you going to live in Los Angeles and keep your heart pure and not let the world pollute you? There's only one. you got to read the Word. Uh, You have to pray for purity, and you have to guard your eyes, and you have to guard what kind of music you're listening to, okay? How can a young man keep his way, his heart pure? Now, if I was writing the Bible, I would have put in Los Angeles, but I'm not writing the Bible. And guys, there's only one way, because we are constantly being bombarded everywhere we look, billboards, movies, television, internet. The question is this, how, guys, can we keep our hearts pure? How can we guard our eyes and guard our ears? The only way is by living according to this book. You understand that? Job said this. I'm almost finished. Job said this in Job 31, verse 1. He said, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. Why would he say that? Because he knows that what goes in those eyeballs goes into his heart and contaminates his heart. Number five, we have to steady our hearts on God. And I want to tell you a story. 1 Samuel 21 and 22. David, everybody say David was being pursued by King Saul. King Saul was trying to kill David. So David goes to a city called Gath. The problem with that is that Gath is a Philistine city. David should have never gone there. He needed to run to God, not to Gath. It'd be just like you getting in trouble and going, your, your life's messed up. And you go, hey, I, I, I'm going to go to Las Vegas and get my li- so I can, I, I can get, clean up my life. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I've thought about this. And uh, I'm going to go there and get everything. I, I, I need some help. I'm in trouble, so I'm going to go to, to Las Vegas. Listen, why would you as a Christian go there? You're not going to get anything there. You're going to get nothing there but trouble. You're going to get, you know what you're going to get there? A contaminated heart is what you're going to get. You want to go someplace? Go to Simi Valley. (laughs) The point is, David was in trouble. Instead of going to God, he goes to Gath. And he wakes up one day and he realizes he made a mistake. So the Bible says... He had to escape somehow. He 
he started acting like a crazy person. He started jumping around and he started slobbering on the mouth. I don't want to do that because I don't want to get on my clothes. But he was started slobbering. And they were all looking, well, what's wrong with David? What's wrong with David? And he's acting like a crazy guy. And all of a sudden, he starts screaming, and he's slobbering, and he just runs out. They go, man, that guy has lost it. And he goes up, the Bible says, to a cave called the Cave of Adullam. And inside that cave, you know, he decides, you know, he's been living wrong. He knows. He knows he did wrong. That's the thing about David. He got in trouble a lot, but he always refocused his heart. And then inside that cave, he wrote Psalm chapter 57 while he's up in that cave. And he said these words in Psalm 57 verse 7. He says, my heart is what? Steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. And so I say to you today, if your heart is full of impurities, it's divided. What you need to do today is come down here and make a decision that you're going to put your focus on God and God alone. Well, i got to tell you a story. Have you ever gone to a car lot and bought a car and you're looking around, you see the car, oh, I've never seen that car. And look at that color. It's such a unique color. I'll get that car. I'll be the only one in Los Angeles with that car. And you drive it, and as you're driving off the lot, you haven't gone 100 yards. Here comes a car down the street just like the one you just bought. Well, where, where did that guy get that car? I thought I was the only one driving these wheels. You turn and you look, and here's another one right here. You go to the parking lot, and there's one there, and it's a church is full of them. You know, a restaurant's full of them. And all of a sudden, you're driving down the road 100 miles an hour, and you're on the freeway, and you can see them, you can spot them a mile away, there's one right there. That car was always there. You just had never seen it before. Until your heart got focused on a car like that, and all of a sudden you saw it everywhere. And the exact same thing is about being pure of heart. Once you focus your life on God, guess what happens? You see Him everywhere. You see, you see his handiwork when you look up and you see the stars. You see his blessing upon your life every time you sit down and have a meal with someone. You see the providence of God every time you see your wife and your children. You think about the providence of God that brought you together. You see your paycheck as something that God gave you to invest in the kingdom of God. You see your marriage to the perspective of Jesus and his church, the bride. And you see all of your trials as an opportunity simply to draw closer to Jesus. You begin to see Jesus or God everywhere. And the point is this. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. It's not someday, it's this day. And it's not just this day. You can see God every day. If you were blessed by Pastor Dudley's message and would like to pray with someone, our phone lines are available now and ready for your call. Our number is easy to remember. Call us right now at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer needs you may have at this time. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. 
The secret to overcoming any obstacle you are facing today is revealed through one of the most extraordinary victories ever recorded in the Bible, the Battle of Jericho. Joshua and the Israelites followed God's unusual plan to walk around the heavily fortified walls of Jericho for seven days. The Lord promised that at the end of those seven days, he would cause the walls of that famed city to fall, allowing his people to take possession of the promised land. In his book, Walls Fall Down, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shows us how the seven spiritual principles in this story are available for all of us today. You will learn how the foundation behind Joshua's victory is the key to overcoming your own hurdles and unsolvable issues. When you choose to do things God's way, walls crumble, victory replaces defeat, and a blessed future unfolds. Pastor Dudley's book, Walls Fall Down, is available for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This invaluable resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover how your personal Jericho battle is no match for the power of an awesome God. Call us right now and receive your copy of Walls Fall Down by Pastor Dudley Rutherford today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.